Immigrants. What's good, everyone? Welcome back to the Remotely Social Podcast. This is your host, Kevin. And on this episode, I was talking to my good friend, Mazin Buzenadine. This was probably one of my top three favorite episodes that I've recorded, and I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoy that shit, too. Honestly, I don't really want to get into it, what it was about. You're just going to figure it out as you listen to the podcast. So let's just go right on into it. This is the Remotely Social Podcast. The first generation arc, episode number three. You can't be from Lebanon. I'm from Lebanon. Enjoy the show. Every immigrant that I know, especially out of my family, like all my family's from Ghana. And so when uh-huh. they come to when they came to America, it was like a mission. They like especially yeah. with my parents, they were like, We're gonna come to America, we're gonna make some money, send it back home, and then we're gonna have a few of our yeah. family members come come to America. <laughs> Not always legally. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, and then we are we're gonna have our brothers come to America, we're gonna have our cousins come to America, they're gonna live with us for a little bit, then we're gonna oh, figure this God. shit out. But for you to Absolutely, come in without, yeah. like, uh, as you said, like, not necessarily to be your, like, first decision. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. I think it was because, like, even at the time, mm-hmm. like, the way we thought about it was, like, school. It wasn't about, like, where I was going to immigrate to. It was, like, which school are you going to... Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? So, and then, like, I think just, like, the idea of the cost of it being so cheap if I went to, like, in the, to the States because of the scholarship, like... My parents were like, okay, that, that that makes sense. Because, like, Lebanon is cheap, like, in terms of education compared to going, like, to any Western country. Um, How is it compared to America? Sol- like, um, what would you, what would be the differences, would you, would you say? So, I mean, but, like, the, the thing, like, you wouldn't have to pay for dorms, really. Like, you just fucking stay in, like, your place or family members' mm-hmm. place. Like, you, you just, like, squat there. Like, uh, in terms of, like, for example, if I was going to do, like, economics, it would, it would probably be, like, now it's much more expensive, I think. But, like, it was, I think around then it was, like, 20K a year or something like that total or something. like. So, like, just comparatively, like, to America, like, if I didn't get the scholarship in America, for example, I would be paying, like, 35 for, for like a, a public school, like a, a, a shitty public, like, like in terms of like the level, <laughs> not the greatest, yeah. not the greatest. It's not like I would have been paying like 35 to 40. Yeah. Because as an international, like you would have been paying like, yeah. Cause that's how they make the money, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. So it's insane. Yeah. So when they were like, Hey, tuition's off, you just have to pay a little bit of the dorms. I'm like, let's fucking go. So yeah, that's kind of like, yeah. And it was, it, it just seemed right. Uh, yeah, I didn't, but here's the thing, here's the problem about doing that that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any research about the college I was going to go to. Like, and I had no idea what the New fuck York. to expect. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I was, dude, I literally, I literally landed and I was like, so where's the Empire State building? I was in upstate New York. <laughs> like, there's Lake Ontario. Yeah, I was like, I was like, why is it so green? I was like, I, I, there is the Empire State building. What's going on here? And then, like, literally when I arrived, like, they started explaining to you, and maybe because people knew because they researched where they were going to go beforehand, how a how cold is going to get. <laughs> I had like literally brought one jacket with me. My parents and I like we'd never gone like that far before. So mm-hmm. my parents and I were like talking about what should I bring in the bag? My, my mom and I would be like, do you think they have like these pillows there? Let's just put these pillows just in case. Like you don't know if America has these pillows. Like we were such amateurs about it. Which yeah. is like it's really funny because my brother just came to the U.S. like two years ago. Really? And like his whole thing was different because like I was just basically like, yo, dude, like relax. 
it's easier than you think. And like, mm-hmm. you just have to work things out a little bit. But yeah, arriving in the US was like, the biggest culture shock was just knowing where I was at that point. I was like, wait, what? This is it? Oh, shit. Okay. I, I guess I can flow with this. All right. I, I guess I got to go with that. Yeah. yeah it's, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of insane. Yeah. The whole thing. So when you were first in the US, when you came to New York for the first time in your in your life, right? Like that was your first time being in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. first time. Yeah, was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. First time on like the Western Hemisphere for sure. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> what was yeah. that like just, what was that experience like from the beginning? Like just as soon as you landed, like wh- where did you see so many differences that you didn't even realize there would be differences? Um, okay, well, the first thing is, well, the first time I arrived, the first time I arrived in the US, so fuck, it's stereotypical, they put me in like an interrogation room, <laughs> like they wasted no, they, they, they didn't really waste any time, like, like, like proving certain stereotypes were true in the country, like, and it was, it was fucking Atlanta, where they like, bothers me. <laughs> where are you coming no, from? They're like, they're like, what? They're like, are you, like, do you speak Arabic? What's going on? No, they were like, I mean, I, in hindsight, I understand, but I was like, I, I came to the U.S. when I was still 17. I haven't even hit 18. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really young. And, like, I barely hit puberty. Like, I was, like, still, like, <laughs> I was, like, I was, like, a fucking mess, bro. And, like, yeah, I arrived. The, the whole plane was a disaster, too. Because I told you, I, I bought, like, like, the whole U.S. thing was last minute. Yeah. So, we bought, we bought, like, the last, I think it was, like, the last available ticket. And it had, like, a million different layovers. I fucking, like, was chilling in Saudi Arabia in the plane for a while. Then I went to, like, Europe. And then I came to America. And like, yeah, arriving in America, like my heart was like the same thing as when I was in the visa, like mm-hmm. in the embassy. I was like, Bleh. and I didn't do anything wrong, but it's just still, they instill that fear in you that like, do I have a family member that's like kind of fuck shit up? Like, I really hope like, <laughs> like, 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 you know, like, it's like you, you start second guessing yourself. Like, what, like, was this guy cool? Yeah, this guy was fine. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, like you start like retracing your whole family tree yeah, man. and like. Yeah, like when I went to the TSA agent and it was like taking like I I started noticing it was taking much longer than the other people were. Mm-hmm. Like the other people was like five, ten minutes and then go. Mine was like fifteen minutes. And then he was like he's like, You gotta come with me. And I was like, Oh fuck. I was like I was like I was like, is Guantanamo through that door? Like where, where? I was like, Where are we going? And then they, they put me in this room in the beginning. It was like a waiting room. Yeah. I, I and I and I don't wanna like demean my like it was like like anyone, if, if like Hollywood was going to make a stereotypical Middle Eastern movie about like America fighting terrorism, yeah. the people they would cast as like the bad guys all would have been like looked in that, <laughs> in that room. And I just like felt so out of place. And I was like, first of all, like I feel so bad, like because like it's, it, it's a common misconception. Like there were Sikhs, you know, like the Sikhs who aren't even mm-hmm. Muslim. They're not even Arab, but they threw them in there too as well. You can never be too, too sure, you know? So I was chilling there. This guy who like couldn't even grow a beard yet. I had a fucking like mushroom head, and I was like much chubbier. And uh, I, just I remember down those days. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I was, like, I sat down and I was like, what the fuck is? Go-? And I didn't like, I didn't have a phone then. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything. Like there was no way to talk to my parents. Ask them like, what the fuck is up with our family? So like they eventually like put me in a room with another guy who's running like, like basic military. Like it wasn't like an operate. Like and he was just asking me very basically. He was like, what does your dad do? Uh, like how like have you traveled anywhere and stuff like that? And I like, I answered all the questions. And at the end, I just like, was like, yo, is there something wrong? And he was like, we just, we're just making sure that your passport isn't fraudulent. And I was like, ah, okay, well that makes sense. And let me explain why. Yeah. It's because before Lebanon standardized their passports, which every country in the world has to have biometrics. So it has to be able to scan and show the whole portfolio. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that until like two years ago. <laughs> in 20, <laughs> and, and, yeah. And in, in 2012, my passport 
was renewed by hand. Like if you turn the page, some dude just scribbled their name, made me sign it, and they signed it. And that was what we call the passport. So like this guy obviously. So your passport was working see- on the honor system pretty much? Yeah, exactly. It was like Scout's honor. It's like this is I I I promise this is me. So I guess like they were just like waiting to verify like this dude is that. Like they probably like were waiting until like uh, USCIS or whatever like was like, yeah, this is that this is the passport number. So I don't blame them too much for that. I was like, I don't give them too much shit for that yeah, because man. like, yeah, our passport system was really fucked. Like it was, it was just really bad. But yeah, I mean, uh, aside from that, it was great. Uh, <laughs> aside from, I mean, I, I honestly didn't really soak anything in, in terms of like first arriving into the US and shit because I was just really tired. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, like the whole plane thing took like 35 hours to go from Kuwait to like, to my, to my destination, you right. know? And like, but, uh, yeah, I, I was very shocked. Like when I was taking the, the the shuttle from the airport to my dorms mm-hmm. i was like okay i didn't ex- i in my head like i was born and raised in like a city-esque view like buildings high rises and ah like so you weren't used to rule i was i mean i was in lebanon it's it's what i think of as like my summertime yeah. it's like this is where i go to chill but i like i was like like we were driving and i was like this is it i was like where <laughs> it's like where <laughs> I was like, I was like, this, this is what. All right, okay. I, yeah, I was like, I, yo, I America is mad empty. <laughs> I was like, I was like, America needs more buildings. <laughs> I don't know what America's doing with all this greenery. Um, yeah, the first like two days were like, I was trying to soak everything in. It was very rough. Like, I, I remember like the second day, it hit me really hard because I had arrived like a week before basically anyone else mm-hmm. had arrived. So I was really all alone and shit like that. And, and my parent, my mom, bless her heart, she's super paranoid. She was like, I, I, I hadn't gotten a phone by then. Like it was, it'd been like 24 or like 48 hours at that point since I left. Mm. So she fucking called. I don't know how she did it, but she called the fucking dorm and like some guy was like came up to my room and he was like, dude, you're like, someone is calling you from like another country. You might want to check it on that. I was like, yeah, cool. I know who that is. So like. I remember like going out like the other day, next day, and like buying a laptop, buying like all the shit I needed to be able to talk to them. But yeah, it was it was kind of weird. Like the first week was really tough. I feel like no one was on campus, and like I wasn't really like experiencing anything. You know, it's just you in a t- completely new location. Yeah, and like like orientation fucking sucked for <laughs> for me. It was horrible. <laughs> it was like me and twenty other kids, and like. <laughs> and like, yeah, it was just like, there was barely any interaction. They were basically giving us the do's and don'ts about America. It's like, don't get in a fight in America because you could get arrested. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. That's good to know. Um, yeah, the first week was very rough. And I think like even getting accustomed to the food, like the first three days, it was cool. Oh, were you just you know, shitting your right? brains out? Yeah, it was like burgers and shit. Yeah, I can fuck with this. And then after a week, you're like, okay, I'm really sick of this. I kind of like would wish we can, I can get something from back home, you know? Mm -hmm. So the homesickness within like the first three weeks was very real. Like it was like, I did miss my family a lot. And I just started second guessing myself. I was like, should I have gone to London? Should I waited? Like, I remember like, should I transfer? Should I leave? Like, what, what, what should I do? Like, is this the best place for me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, the first, like, Aside, it wasn't even about the people, you know, like as I wasn't even interacting with that many people to say that it was like I was really culture shocked by the people. It was more so just about me being in a new environment and like not knowing or interacting with anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of like what like that was like, kind of mind blowing then. Yeah. Interesting, dude. Like how long did it take you for you to like kind of just settle in and like take everything in and kind of feel like you were just like you've kind of fit? How long did that take? 
Fit, fit, probably fully fit. Like until I realized that I like where I am at right now. Yeah. It's actually, probably not until the second semester. Mm-hmm. Like where I was like, okay, I really like where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, I feel I can call it a home. I feel like I was like I'm excited now about this place. But I, but I, but it wasn't like like the homesickness kind of stopped the next month because like your classes start and like mm-hmm. you kind of start joining the like like I joined improv like and I started meeting people and like. And that, honestly, like the improv thing, like genuinely did like change my life. Like it definitely did save my life at that point because like I was doing something that like I'd never done before really in my life. And it was, I was really enjoying it and I was meeting the new people and it was, it kind of took your, takes your mind off of it. And then you got like the studying and shit. So like, like within, like once school started, I kind of stopped feeling so homesick, but like I wasn't like yet in a place where I was like, I'm, I'm feeling comfortable. Like I can, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm vibing with this place. You know, it was, that wasn't until like the second semester, I'd say. Yeah. Interesting. Did you have any, uh, you, did you get out of like college? Cause like, it's so interesting for you. Like your first um, experience in in the U S was on a college campus. I could only imagine like how insane that is just because like college campuses are so concentrated. It, like they, there's such a concentrated culture. Were you able to, yeah. did you like leave a bunch and like experience any other places? No, no, dude. I never, I don't think like I was really bad at like exploring the region that I was in. Like <laughs> yeah. aside from like, aside from the airport, like for example, like yeah. I would never like really go for the first time. I mean, I went to New York City, I think my junior year, like that was the first time I went to New York City was like my junior year of college. And like, yeah, maybe like, I think like that's the difference because like where we went was like a college town. Like, yeah. Everything was built around that place. But like, for example, someone going to UCLA, like they're thrown into like a college, obviously, but like they got like the whole city, like they like LA is there, you know, like they're in, they're, 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 they're like in the mix with like one of the best cities in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of different. Like for me, it was like, no, this is kind of what's it. Like, there's a Walmart, <laughs> there, there's a Walmart 10 minutes away, but that's by it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think like maybe that's like the, like the international office in my college, like would always send me emails but i just could fucking ignore them I, I was like they're like they're like do you want to see niagara falls and i was like is it cool from the new york side and they're like no it's better on the opposite side i was like well i can't go i need a visa so like, <laughs> i was like <laughs> so i was like so i was like tough shit I wait you would I'm need a visa to... to get into canada i know right i don't know what the fuck is up with canadians they got to calm down a little bit i was like it's a, i have a u.s visa i feel like that should work but yeah they, mm-hmm. they they need a visa i mean i don't blame them i think every country in the world asks lebanese people to like get a visa first just to just to vet them out just to make sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was talking to my friend um he's from bangladesh and he was saying like one of the things that in um the u.s that it's such a juxtaposition versus Bangladesh is like just the places our passports can take us versus like with especially with Bengalis like bro they can't go to fucking India which is connected to their country without getting a visa yeah it's it's kind of the same thing for Lebanon honestly there's like I think like there's like maybe three countries where I'd even have any interest in going to that I that I can go with like a Lebanese passport and like everything else you need to apply for a visa it's one of the things that I love about like that like Oh, let's say, especially with like with uh, with like american like I, I noticed this on hinge a lot yeah it's like yeah like you know like you have the prompts and it's like always this like white girl that goes like what's the most spontaneous thing you ever done he's like ah, i went to paris like the next day i was like okay like for me for that to be spontaneous for me i'd have to like prepare it four months in advance <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like okay i got to go to the embassy and i gotta apply for it so it's always really funny and like 
how like you don't like people don't think about it. You're just essentially like a second class world citizen with like this like with a Lebanese mm-hmm. password. Like there's like so much of the world you can't access, and it's like such a struggle to like prove that you're like someone who's nice when anyone else from any other country is probably just going to be as shitty as or as good as you are. You know, like just because you hold this passport doesn't mean you like you're vet from like being an insane motherfucker. Like you know, it's like it's it's yeah. kind of weird, but yeah. It's like, yeah, it's so interesting how we've like how just the world has deemed these places like this is where the safe people are. Yeah, and this exactly. is where the safe people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the Middle East. OK, let's just X that all out. <laughs> and then we'll, and then we'll work from our, we'll work from, from 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 the outside. It's like, OK, does this country fit in? It's like, yeah, we'll just take these like 20 countries. I mean, thankfully, like it's really funny. Like they, they like there is a ranking of like the most useful passports to have in the world. And I think like. Lebanon ranks like the fourth worst or the fifth worst or something like that, which is insane considering we're not officially at war with anyone. Like the worst ones are like Sudan, like uh, Yemen, Afghanistan. Those have been in wars for the past like (laughs) 10 years. Like we're not even in a war with anyone. Like if anything, we hate ourselves. Like we just hate each other. We don't hate like the rest of like, well, we do, but like we don't hate like everybody. Yeah. (laughs) We don't tell anybody about it. I don't, yeah, we don't. We keep it to ourselves. Okay? Like we just we just yell at our neighbors instead. Like that's what we do. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like when I tell people, like, yeah, Lebanon is like one of the worst passports in the world. I'm like, oh, interesting. I mean, to be honest with you, most people, like a lot of people in America, just don't even know what the fuck Lebanon is. And like, it, like when I went to college, like that kind of like became a reality to me. Like, like we went to get ice cream like the second night or whatever when people started coming in. And I was like saying, like, like this girl asked me, she's like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Lebanon. She's like, oh my God, me too. And I looked at her and I was like, is there a Lebanon in New York? Cause you're not from Lebanon. Like, <laughs> where was she uh, from? She's like, she's like, yeah, there's a Lebanon in New York, which is kind of surprising. I, I think there's like 150 people that live there or some shit like that. So I was like, no, I'm actually from the place where your name originates from. Like, that's where I'm from. Yeah. It's, there's a bit of a difference there. And she's like, oh, uh, you should have just yeah, started was, speaking Arabic to her. Oh my, yeah, that's, that's a good way to alienate the whole fucking campus. <laughs> that's a good way. Like, I feel, I, I, cause I generally think I'm like one of the few people to ever like go to the college being where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So like that, yeah, if I definitely wanted to scare the shit out of someone, I should have definitely started speaking. And I've used it sometimes, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a very, you have to be very careful with that power. <laughs> <laughs> cause of major responsibility. Did yeah, you ever meet anybody who, from like, not even Lebanon, Lebanon, but like yeah, anybody from yeah, the Middle I East? Met a guy, mm-hmm. Yeah, I met a guy from Saudi. He's a weird dude. I mean, he was I. He was he was I. He was kind of weird and like, like he had his good times and bad times. He had like, but I didn't. I didn't really like fuck with him. Like, I didn't really vibe with him like too much. That's you know, so the like, interesting thing, dude. Because you would a lot of people relate, especially when you're either like when you come from uh when you immigrate from somewhere or if your parents immigrated from somewhere. There's a lot of people who come from uh, either a similar place or the same place, and they'll go, "Oh, this person's from there, so I'll relate to them." And then some of these people, you have conversations with them and you're just like, dude, we have nothing. <laughs> we have nothing in common yeah. besides nationality. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I think I, I, I also for me, I think like a reason maybe like what like my college was kind of like attracted, attracting to me is like I know like where I'm going to go. I'm not going to see a lot of my people because which I'm not trying to say it in a bad way because <laughs> like, I, was, damn, I man. love you like bye and <laughs> never see y'all again. <laughs> Peace. Like, I don't, take, give it, that passport is melt. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like I grew up with like with like I was fortunate enough to grow up with like a like a pool of different Arabs. Like I, my best friends are like from Egypt, Syria, Kuwait. Like they're from all Lebanon. They're from all over. Mm-hmm. And I spent like 17 years with them. And I was like, OK, I, I know a lot about my people. Uh, let me go find other people. 
Uh, so like, I think that's kind of why maybe like I started distancing myself because when I would visit my other friends in like America, I'd find out like a lot of their friends are like kind of from the same place that we were. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's growth. I'm like person, personally for me, I don't know if that's like, like I'm learning something new. To be fair, I can't say I really learned a lot about you. I mean, like where I went was like just white people. Like it wasn't like, I wasn't like really like getting like the cultural impact yeah. of America. It wasn't until I came out like and, and like lived in LA mm-hmm. and, like, where I really like saw that, like where I was really like, okay, this is it. Like this is, this is what like American diversity kind of looks like. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I think that's also one of the reasons why I went to college where I went is because it's like different. Like, it's, it's, distance himself away but yeah bro that was like very wise of you to do at a, at such an early age because like i think as you and i have both seen there's a shit ton of people who went to our school that only hung out with like each other and i touched yeah. on this um with the earlier arc where it was like all my black friends would hang out with my black friends and all my white friends would yeah. hang out with my white friends and like yeah, i'd be exactly. the person in between who was like trying to interact with as many people as i could yeah, ex- and they use you like you. You become that friend. Yeah, right? like you're the bridge. You're like, well, like the white people are like, well, we're cultured now. We know an era. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, right. You know, like you become that guy. You're like, he's that guy who's that from that place, which is fine. I get it. Like I think people want to like cling to the fact that they love all different cultures and shit. Yeah, like, I never really took it. Never really took it personally, but yeah, it was it, definitely. But but yeah, because the thing with me is like I just physically like even if I wanted to make that group like of just the Arab group. I couldn't do that. Like, you I, had one I dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was one dude. And I was like, nah. And I was like, nah, I don't know. Really. Yeah. Like, so, like, <laughs> so, yeah, you're just kind of like, okay, I'm going to meet this person. I, but yeah, it's, it's great. Like, like, the beautiful thing about college is you really, like, get to find your space or try to find what you fit in. And, like, mm-hmm. you meet different. Like, dude, like, it's insane. But, like, the first time I, like, met a gay person was, like, in college. Like, the first time I met, like, people, like, you just don't know, like, like, you're you like you hear things about in other places and they're almost always they do what depending. yeah yeah and you're, yeah and you're like and you're like oh my god i don't know what to expect and then you mean and you're and like and i think that's it dude even like black people like there's just not a lot of black people like where I, like where i grew up so like when you meet them and like you you have because you're you're raised with this whole idea or like these whole things about like this is what this person is or this is what, and they're usually really bad and negative so it's like you just like the beautiful thing about college is like you get to immerse yourself and you're like okay this is what this person represents or this is what this culture represents or this is where like this person actually means and it's like you realize what's important Mm -hmm. about determining the value of someone versus what's not and like i feel like that was why i was really lucky about like going to college here is like i I got to experience that yeah that and you realize like everybody isn't like what they are just portrayed at as um where you see them like yeah i i have this conversation with my friend a bunch like during this quarantine and even like in my past i was like a really big like anime nerd and mm-hmm. like seeing how these uh, japanese tv shows portray black people bro it is wild yeah. <laughs> like and it's obviously because like there's no black people in japan or or very little black people in japan like no yeah. black person was yeah. like there's no guy who's like, <laughs> yo. The, uh, there's no eye on the writing team that's like, we don't actually do that. <laughs> it's like, there's no. <laughs> we're, we're actually not yeah. that dark, and our lips aren't that yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, no, I, I, I think that 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 like the whole media misrepresentation is so true across so many different cultures. I mean, if, if I had had a dollar, like I've seen like like for example like Beirut or like mm-hmm. Lebanon being represented in the media, and I'm like, where the f- like which dump did they like? <laughs> where in the world like 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 I I what what show was it? It was a really big show. I think it was Homeland. Mm-hmm. They had a whole episode about Beirut. I, dude, Beirut at one point was called the Paris of the Middle East. Like we're popping. Like we're all about nightlife. 
life were all about like socializing and shit like that. Not yeah. now because they blew it, blew it to fucking hell in August, but like, but like it was that before. And like they filmed it, and I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what, what? What is that? Like that's not who we are. I mean, I don't really get like. I feel like it's really stupid. Just like if you're doing a movie or a show, like do the fucking research. But I, but like a lot of people took it personally, which I I get why. But like. Yeah, media misrepresentation about different cultures is like kind of a scary thing. Like, it's yeah, like, it's so interesting because like they don't put in the effort because they never had to, and like which, they never. But, but, like, but you, mm-hmm. yeah, but the scary part about that is that means like they're relying on their stereotypes or their implicit biases yeah. to determine what it is. Like, if you're like, if you're like, I'm not going to do the research. That means what you're going to write about is what you think you know about it, and almost always that's your stereotypes. That's not like what actually. Yeah, is. it's like, what somebody randomly told yeah. you. Yeah, it's it, exactly. It's, or you watched on a show one time that was maybe like misrepresenting that of itself, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I still, even to this day, even with Hollywood trying to like be woke or whatever the hell it's trying to do, it's like, like they try to portray Arabs and it's like, no, that's not us. But <laughs> like, did you talk to I, Arab? I, I, it's, yeah, dude, even, even fucking Aladdin and like the new one. Bro, it's like when they did the fucking Bollywood number. I was like, oh, do, you, do you guys like does 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 America think the Middle East starts at Egypt and ends like in in at the at the eastern border of India? Like, is that what they think the Middle East is? They're like, like brown is brown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, do you want Indian or Arab? Yes, I want. I want. I just want them all. And I was like, oof, okay, yeah, all right. I guess they're going with that. Interesting. Yeah, bro, that's. <laughs> that's an interesting thing to think about did you notice that in america a bunch when you were here do you feel like people kind of uh had any prejudice towards you based off of your nationality honestly like at a i don't think i've really experienced a lot of like pure like racist like you're a fucking Dude, that's great. arab which is it but and i and i think that's just because i'm very like fair hashtag like lucky mm. like yeah I, I can pass in as a white boy like really easily like if i need like i'm like hey my name is john and i like to drink beer you know like it's it's not that difficult for me to do yeah ah, i love bud light Woo! so like like yeah like maybe that's why i had very subtle subtle ones i was on the phone with my mom once i think it was at walmart <laughs> and it was just back when i was in college i was on the phone i was speaking arabic and this woman came up to me and like after I was done, yeah. she was old. She was really old. She was like 60, 70. Like she was, she was quite old. And she, I think she was curious and she they came up to me and she was like, um, are you from Israel? And I was like, no, I was like, no, I'm not. I guess like because she doesn't know Hebrew and she doesn't know Arabic, mm-hmm. maybe she like thinks. And I was like, I was like, no. And then she just, I, 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 and I said stupidly, no, I'm from Lebanon. And I think she just went, she just like did that face. And then she just walked away. And oh I was like, God. and I was like, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, what the fuck just happened there? And I was like, I was trying to take it. And I you know what I think of. Maybe she just didn't know what Lebanon was. Like, maybe she thought I was like lying. She's like, I don't know what that disease is. I like, don't, don't make up a name. She was like, you're not so from like, Lebanon, that. New York. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm from Lebanon. You can't be from Lebanon. We know everyone. So I like, there are moments like that. I mean, every time I fucking come from out, like, I get like random, randomly selected, which is hilarious because I do statistics all the time now. And I'm like, yeah, th- that's random. That is random. <laughs> 12 out of 12 times. Oof. That's, that's, a, yeah, yeah, that's really random. Like, yeah, so. Sir, 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 sir. We just, I, 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 we I've picked come, you out of the blue. <laughs> you, you were just the person. What's really, what's really funny is like, like when I first go, they don't have to show your like, passport yeah so when i'm talking to them they're like hey oh no, no, no. and then when it, when it comes to the part where i have to show them my passport they're like 
You were cool 30 seconds ago, but now <laughs> now this has changed. Now we know like, where you're this, from. Yeah, I've come so good at it. It's like I know when like the TSA agent makes a mistake. It's like, oh, you forgot to swipe my hand, bro. It's like you forgot to do that part. I was like, yeah, it can't be too hard to be a TSA agent anymore. It's like I've learned all their steps by flying in and out of America. What is your religion that you are That's a really to? good question, bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really fucking good question. I've done some research about it. It's just, it's like, it's it's still complicated. Re- research? Research. You, you didn't have like a church? Uh, no. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, we don't. We don't really like. Like, I, I, we do. We do have a place of worship. Yeah. Um. I. I don't go to it mm-hmm. personally. I mean, my family. Like, my parents never raised me religious. They just raised me with like the morals of religion and like, uh, believing God, believing in God, and et cetera, all that interesting good stuff. But it was never about like you gotta like follow the religion because there's no. It's hard to follow. Like, no one fucking knows about it. So like, it was. It's a really small religion. Like in Lebanon, there's like. A, few hundred thousand of us like in the whole of middle east i think there's like two million maybe which is really small yeah like two, tiny million. yeah it's like syria lebanon and israel i think that's right the biggest three populations are and probably america now yeah my mom always is like trying to so one thing about my religion i know is that like you have to marry someone of that religion or like you're disowned from that religion like you're they just excommunicate you so i have like not my mom but like i have like older like family relatives you're like you should like join the druze association of america and find a wife there i'm like fuck to the no <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, like absolutely fucking not yeah definitely not no because because we're so small i feel like it's going to be a relative that's why it's like because we're so tiny just mathematically speaking there i'm probably related to them and i don't want any of that shit so i'm i am good on that all right we had some technical difficulties but we figured it out um where we left off uh, where we left off at was the fact that you um your family wants or your mom specifically she rather you marry somebody of um the Jews faith but you're just like nah because i might be um a relative of them <laughs> so i rather not I think, do that I think understandably so i think that's my personal uh excuse and reason why i mean my mom actually has like i think she like when i first came to the us she's probably much mm-hmm. more staunch not staunch but like she really wanted me to marry someone but I, I mean, I've talked to her and she's a pretty open-minded person. I was like, listen, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, like we're, I'm not going to find someone probably of my same faith. And she, so she's like, she's backed away from the idea, like, significantly. I think my dad is, is just like, if anyone can love this guy, yeah, we should be just, like, let, let's just go all in on that. Like, if, whenever we find someone who's able to love this person, like, yeah, so let's just... Let's just go all in on board on that train. So, so it's like, yeah, they, thankfully they don't really, because I do know a lot of my friends who are like, there's the, and like their parents are much more strict about it. Like you have, especially if it's a girl, which is always really interesting. Like you have to marry someone who's like, Dizzy. and I was like, Oh, that sounds horrible. Not, not nothing against my people, but like, it's just like, it just, it just sounds, <laughs> it just sounds horrible in the sense that like, you're so constricting your options and who you might meet. And like, yeah. because for me, it's like, the idea is that like, now if I ever meet a girl, I'm like, wait, what religion are you? Because if you're not this, like, we can't, there's no, even, there's no, you gotta point. beat it. Yeah. You, there's no point of even like going forward with it. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of, a, it's, it's weird. It's, but I feel like it's slowly changing, hopefully mm-hmm. where like you can marry someone of a different faith and it shouldn't be a problem. Like hashtag goals. All right. Yeah. <laughs> is your mom like all right just make sure she's middle eastern my i i th- my mom would still love it if i was like married a lebanese girl or like yeah mm-hmm. someone who spoke Arabic. i think it's for her a lot of it is like being able to communicate with whoever i wanted like marry you know which i feel mm-hmm. i get it like she wants to be able to talk to like whoever i end up marrying and stuff like that and like have a conversation like 
tell her that whatever she's doing is stupid. Like, so I feel like she wants to be able to have that power, which I get. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I do have it in my head that like, I would like my children, if I ever have any, like to be able to like know Arabic. So like, I, yeah, like I, like I know there's like a lot of schools opening up that teach Arabic. I feel like that's a part of culture I, I enjoy and I regret not working on more when I was younger. But now I'm back in it. Like, you know, like when I talk to my parents, it's only in Arabic. If I'm texting my parents, I text in Arabic. Like it's. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is a pain in the fucking ass. Shout out to. What's that keyboard look like? It's horrible, bro. (laughs) Shout out to anyone who fucking like who is an ignorant motherfucker when it comes to their own language and has to type that on the keyboard because it's so fucking tricky. It takes me half an hour to say, hi, mom. How are you? I'm like, eh? It's like, you know, you know, when your parents type on a keyboard, that's how you end up looking. You're like, oh, you're like like doing the little finger movement thingy. Like, like, yeah, it's just really sad. But yeah, so I've I've kind of like tried to like keep up with like the Arabic and like make sure I, I don't lose that too much. When when bringing that up, um, um, once you were in America, did you feel yourself like starting to stray away from just one hundred um Lebanese culture or just like Arab culture just yeah, in general? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I I think just sorry to cut you off. No, no. For no. me personally, I, I think I'm like too far gone. Like I don't think I don't think there's much you could reel back in. Like especially yeah. I was born and raised in America. Yeah. I am there's there's still some cultural Ghanaian things that I have in me and like I love. Yeah. But I am mostly American. Yeah. No, I, so, I like I'm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's. I mean, but also like for you, like like I think because you're just older now, it'd be like hard to like. I don't know, like, there's a lot of things, like, it would be hard to, like, re-grasp, because when you're younger, you're like a sponge, you just take it, whether it's language, whether it's, like, anything, you could just take it all in. Like, yeah, for you now, it's just much harder, I feel like. Also, like, do you, like, I know you, like, we met in an airport once randomly, (laughs) like, and you were going to Ghana, like, do you often go back to Ghana, like, every once in how many years do you go back, like? I'm going in March because my grandmother passed. Oh, shit. Sorry, bro. I'm, I'm really sorry. My condolences. <laughs> my grandmother passed. <laughs> I was like, fucking partying. Got it. Never mind. Shit, bro. My, my condolences. Yeah. No, thank you, man. Like, um, I appreciate that. But no, she she died at 110 or or 115. So, like, it was does, one does of those. Does Ghana count it by five years? Is that like, I just gotta do it. Dude, I don't think they were keeping track of anything back then. Because what is that, like 1910? <laughs> I, love, I love that. Ghana's age system is like, let's just round up. It's either 110 or 150. Like, if you go back to a certain amount of time, they're just like, yeah, he's either 98 or 75. <laughs> I think, like, like, they, like, honestly, like, that's impressive, dude. 100, even 110. But they were just like, like does it matter like it's it's so old like like let's just give it a number like it's yeah. wow, 110 bro so yeah like, so everyone in your family life. like do, do they live like like are you gonna be like 120 uh, my mom's side hopefully i got her genes uh-huh. my mom's side yes my dad's side dude they they fucking age like milk bro they just <laughs> <laughs> like it's like 65 <laughs> <laughs> if you take the average it's like 80 so here's hoping bro here's hoping, here's hoping. Yeah. Like, no, I feel and they like- also like n- none of them were active like they none of them like my grandmother that died at 110 she was in like a wheelchair for like the last 20 years of her life because she had like dementia and everything uh-huh. too yeah and so like i think health wise they they weren't really educated on much health things. So if yeah. she was able to live that long, bro, dude, I know I, I'm I, aiming I, for 135. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I really hear you on that. I'm like my, my mom's dad lived to be like 94. I want to say or maybe just like mm-hmm. good for him too. And then dude, that guy, the guy, I love that guy so much. He was like a, 
Like my grandpa was a stubborn dude. Like he, he, he tried to convince us to keep driving when he was like 90. I was like, you're a hazard. Like not just to yourself, <laughs> but to the whole fucking village you live in. You like summons and that, yeah, dude. And he had like a, he, like what's so impressive is he owned a car that, <laughs> so stupid he owned a car that is so old it was before power steering like i don't know like people who like, like <laughs> so he just had a- yeah dude and for a 90 year old guy to be able to because i remember like once my grandpa passed uh one of my uncles or like someone I, I think my dad once tried to park it and he was like dude this is such a hard car to park it's like it's the, like the steering wheel is so difficult to maneuver so yeah i, I feel like there's something about like i mean where i'm from in lebanon is like we we're originating like in the mountains and like yeah, I think they eat a lot of fresh fruit, food and shit like that. They, they don't. They never. They were never um, like exposed to a lot of uh, what's it called? Like the fucking shit we put in like delis and shit like the preservatives. Like there was never like, oh, preservatives like, like the, processed food. Yeah, 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 it was like always almost fresh, like farm food and like mm-hmm. they came and got yeah. So like it's it's I I don't know maybe that that's why but like yeah because even like my mom's mom like honestly she's like eighty seven I think now and she's so like for her age it's like wow that's insane it's like. You're able, she's able to cook, move around. Like, doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like, so maybe like we, where we come from, like we just live live longer. But in America, like it just drains us. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, like that and like stress and everything too. Like over there, especially once you're that age, the they're just like, I, I'm just, I'm chilling. living and yeah, chilling. Yeah. Like my family will take care of me. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. So, I feel like maybe like because in America you like you end up in a home and you're like, I just want to fucking die. I don't even care anymore. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's just get syphilis and die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's the point of living to a hundred in this area? No, fuck that shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like awful views. Everything's polluted. Yeah, like, seriously. The food, what's the, what's the food's the, killing me, anyways? You want me to live twenty more years? Nah, 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 nah. I'm doing voluntary euthanasia, which means basically suicide. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, dude. I am. Yeah, I I hope I get to see like 110 like my grandmother did. That's or 115, whichever the fuck it is. But yes, I am going back to Ghana in March for that. Damn. How so, how how are uh, those like like I know it's kind of gloomy, but I, like how are like funerals like and like because like I I know from like the good like events like weddings fucking insane. Like any minority mm-hmm. can tell you their weddings are probably like go on for days and like they get fucking lit (laughs) so like how are like how is it the opposite like how are the funerals like does a lot of people come like what's it like i don't know honestly because i haven't i haven't been to a Ghanaian. i haven't been to a funeral (laughs) everyone lives forever it doesn't happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's the first lady to die in a hundred (laughs) years <laughs> it's taken a it's taken a year for it to happen just because they had to figure out the shit. Everyone in Ghana is just playing it as it goes. Like, what do we do now? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I feel like I've never really gone to like a lot of funerals back home too. And it's like, yeah, I think it's a to do though because I know my mom still like she's working on it now from and she died in like I want to say May or June. Oh wow, that's that's yeah, that's so, interesting. Holy shit, yeah, that's what. That's and so like it's a, almost a full like calendar year yeah. to where we're actually going to be going to her funeral. Like she's had her wake and everything, but mm-hmm. for the actual funeral ceremony, yeah, that's happening in March. Damn, that's like, insane. So, I think I guess COVID and shit. That's why like it was like all like like that that throw things that are, like arrive. But like yeah, that's, maybe or I I honestly I gotta talk to my mom about this because again like I'm like so culturally American. <laughs> Like, I, there's so little things <laughs> that I know about my culture. It's sad. Yeah. Um, but I still got, like, 40 more years with my mom. So, like, we'll, we'll just Dude, get you it, got a lot to learn. That, this is when you start <laughs> yeah. absorbing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's so cool. I didn't know that then. Like, if, if it wasn't like a COVID thing, that is pretty interesting. Like, you delay it. Mm-hmm. Then. Like, maybe it's because like people like when someone passes, if someone hated another person, like they have time to cool off before like, they have to they have to go to the funeral, <laughs> give like, a speech. You know what? They weren't that bad. Yeah. Let me go to yeah, the funeral. Yeah, a year ago, I wouldn't have fucking stood here and talked about this person. Nah, they're cool. They're pretty cool. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I would have spit on their grave last year. <laughs> but you know what? Six months in. <laughs> I think we're okay now. You know, when I stopped seeing them all the time, I all of a sudden I thought they were really cool. Gotta miss them. <laughs> yeah, I gotta miss that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. I know. Yeah, events, events like they're they're like I I, I experienced my first like American wedding like a few years ago, and it was really cool. Really, like yeah, it was it was, it was beautiful just because like people were getting married. I really loved them, and like I was really like I cared about them a lot, obviously. So that was how to compare to like a Lebanese wedding. <sighs> just so much chiller like it, like they have fun but like yeah. they're just like hey have a good like you know like it's not like a 24-hour process i mean i've been to like one of my closest like family members like got married like i want to say like nine or ten years ago so i had to be mm-hmm. like it was i had to be there from the beginning of the day till the end of the day it's exhausting you have to do this thing where i come from or like it's i think it's a my like druze per se do it i think they do it also Mm -hmm. like other arabs do it like other arabs of different faiths do it but i know we do the ours for sure uh they do this thing where like the groom has to go to the bride's house get his whole entourage with him like like get the whole squad roll out and like and and like they have to pick up the bride and then take her to like the place where they're getting married which is a her? fucking exhaustive process, <laughs> honestly. It's like, is the bride aware of this? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's an operation. We wear we we wear SEAL team clothing and we go in, <laughs> and before you know it, we're in and out. Yeah, dude, and it's like they have these dancers and they they always block out the streets. So there's always one poor fucker trying to get out the road, and like there's a fucking mm-hmm. wedding in front of him. So he just has to like chill and sit down. And be like, okay, I guess I'm waiting for this wedding to pass. Yeah, they're 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 long. Like they they take a while. Uh, they're really fun. I do have to admit, but like mm-hmm. like they they're expensive too, man. Like you drop so much I fucking bet. money in like Lebanon and this shit. And I was like, nah, fam, I'm renting out a Burger King. I'm rent out a Burger King, <laughs> catering, <laughs> close family friends. Let's go. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Lebanon weddings are like so extra nowadays. It's insane. Uh, funerals, not so much. Not so much partying and funeral funerals, but they're still like pretty big. Like the whole idea I think about them is like to get as much people as possible. Like it's a community thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah yeah i've only actually been to one i think it was a wake it wasn't a funeral i don't think of it like mm-hmm. yeah i don't deal well with like like that shit so i always try to get out me of it. neither yeah i was like I, 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 i've skipped them all my life this I, the first I, one I, I'm have, I have a really bad case of laughing when i shouldn't laugh and i think like i avoid like funerals just for that reason it's like i don't want to deal with like i don't want to start laughing when i shouldn't be laughing like and it's not like don't trying to be a dick it just happens you know uh i was once in a wake yeah, for my uncle, he, he passed away a few years ago. And like, that was so bad. I have a problem. This was back when you can customize ringtones, where right? it wasn't just the Apple one. I had a problem where I couldn't hear my ringtones. So I would put heavy metal, like death metal, like, <laughs> so, I could, like so I could hear my phone. And I didn't put it on silent. And everyone, dude, it was so quiet. Everyone was just sitting in a circle. And they were just like this. Some people were praying. Other ones were like, fuck, why am I here? I don't know. Like, And then all of a sudden, like, and, and I cut it specifically for the loudest part. Master of Puppets by Metallica starts raging. And it's like, master, master. And I was just, and I remember like, 
I remember looking at my dad, and I, like I was trying to like scrimmage through my pocket to turn it off, and like I, I like my dad gave one of the best OG face palms I've ever seen in my life. Like he just literally hid all of his face because he didn't want to be associated with this piece of shit who was like at his wake. Yeah, so that was my experience at a Lebanese wake, which was awesome. I feel like now in hindsight it sucked, but now it's really funny. Yeah, no, that's pretty funny as shit, dude. Ah, uh, God, now that makes me feel like I'm gonna do something embarrassing on my fucking yeah, bro. funeral. Put some, put some Snoop Dogg. Put some, put some, put some, put something <laughs> nice. Set the mood right. That's that. I, that's my experience for you. Yeah, I think heavy metal just. <laughs> if it was any other genre, I think it would have flown by. But I think because it was heavy metal. Yeah, I think people would have laughed at any other genre. But like, <gasps> yeah. Also, like, I think there's a there's a. There's an association back home where like people who listen to heavy metal, not not everyone, but like the older generations, these are de- they're, they're devil worshippers. Yeah, they they worship mm-hmm. the devil, and it's like so that that probably didn't work well with my family for for her like two weeks. I I was probably the talk of the town. So like yeah, I think uh, I would definitely like recommend not using that genre if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> pimp out your ringtone. <laughs> this is gonna be the tough question. Here we go. With everything going on in Lebanon, like being. A Lebanese citizen. You're, you're a Lebanese citizen, not a Kuwaiti citizen, right? Only Lebanese, bro. Fourth worst passport in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Being a Lebanese citizen and like living in the U.S. as those things are going on. Like one first, could you like explain to me specifically? Because even I'm like, like I'm not familiar with everything that's happened because I've just seen like posts on social media. I've seen news articles with just like all of these random, ex- not maybe not random, but like all these to me random, yeah. all these explosions that have happened. Exactly what has been happening and like how how have you been dealing with that, like being in the U.S. while it's happening? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, so uh, so not to like go too long into history. Lebanon had a civil yeah. war from 1975 to 1990. Sucked. Mm-hmm. Everyone hated each other. But then they 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 signed. They ended it by signing what's called the Ta'if Agreement, which basically meant that in, in government, Every religion gets its own share of the party. So every religion is representative. Uh, which so the civil war was based off of um, religion? Like it was the a civil war, war in, in 1975 was kicked off. It, it's, its spark was, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 there was a lot of Palestinians in Lebanon and they were like, mm-hmm. the, like, it was very tense between Palestine and Israel, which still is obviously, but like the, 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 the liberation, uh, was like very like it kind of set up its base in Lebanon and so there was like the the factions in Lebanon they didn't like that so they started attacking each other and then different sides took sides of the other person so like Christians went there Sunnis went there Shias went there so there was just like everyone I mean I remember my mom tells me there was like a literally one road and I think it's called I don't know if it's called the blue line or the green line I don't know what the hell it's called but like Mm -hmm. it's one road where it's like known like if you just walk by it uh, you're gonna get shot, like, like because it's split. It's split by root into two factions: this faction and the other faction. And I remember my gotcha. mom telling me, like, there are stories of people who almost got it, and like someone pulls them out because the sniper's just gonna get you. Like it was high buildings, you know, like so it was kind of crazy. Um, but all that ended in 1990. There was a tough agreement, so every faction, whatever bullshit, got re- like its representation in government, and yeah. it seemed kind of fine. And then the early 2000s, like Hezbollah was really rising in Lebanon, and like they were rising as this symbol of resistance against Israel and shit like that. Like they kicked mm-hmm. Israel out of Southern Lebanon, blah, blah, blah. But then they started the 2006 war in Lebanon, which kind of really sucked. <laughs> it was like they, like Israel, like 
did a lot of damage to Lebanon and like a lot of people died and shit like that. I was in that. I wasn't fighting in there. I was there. I was like 12 years old. Oh, okay. I yeah, was like, what? Like, yeah, Were you a child get... soldier? Yeah, bro. I was... <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. What is the Idris Elba movie or whatever? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. It was kind of, it's kind of scary. Uh, but so fast forward now, like everything mm-hmm. that went on with the Syrian civil war, which started in 2011 to now, kind of just like really wrecked Lebanese economy. Uh, like tourism really dropped down in Lebanon, which is like kind of like what was it? it was like it was a source of like a lot of the money. Uh, yeah. Like everything got depleted. Or the central bank really fucked us over. Like they ran up deficits and like they didn't they weren't paying back their debts. There was just no money. There's no liquidity. Like there was no dollars in Lebanon anymore. So basically, like last year in October, yeah, like in, in October of last year, like the economy like kind of just like fell through. Um, uh, and the last straw, like kind of like the Lebanese government tried to put a tax on WhatsApp <laughs> and like Lebanon, like that's what they had, bro. Like, I don't blame them on it. Like, that's what they have is like talking to each other, socializing. And they try to tax that like, like, and, and like, it's so corrupt, bro. Like the government is just incredibly corrupt. Every single one of them, there's really isn't any instant faction. Every single one of them. Wait, so they try to tax the people for WhatsApp? Yeah, which, which technically isn't legal, by the way. Like Facebook doesn't allow that shit. So like, I don't know how they would have gotten yeah. away with it, but like that just pushed people over the edge. And like there were mass protests, bro. Like mats of like, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people going in the streets. Uh, people have, but what was beautiful about it, it was people of all different ethnic, uh, like not, excuse, not faiths coming in. Religions. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you had Christians coming in. You had Sunnis, Shias, Dirzis. Everyone was like, fuck everyone. And like, we want to topple the system. Um, but yeah. eventually like they, like the system just is well built with a foundation that has money that people don't. So like the the resistance, mm-hmm. like a revolution kind of died out because like there's people just had to eat, you know, people didn't have any jobs, no one had any money. Um, so that kind of was going on in, in, in the, like in, end of last year, beginning of this year. And then COVID hit and like shit really hit the fan. Then like, uh, I mean, yeah. unemployed, like the poverty rate, I think went up to like 40, 45 percent in Lebanon, like of people under the poverty. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. A- unemployment rate for like the youth is like 35%. So every one and third person basically in Lebanon who's younger, who should be working, doesn't have a job. Um, COVID oh, yeah. really fucked the education system too. I mean, I talked to my mom the other day and I was like talking to asking her about my cousins and she who are in school or in colleges. And she's like, yeah, they just had to wipe out complete semesters. Like you just didn't learn this, which is going to cause a gap later on. Like these things kind of come back to bite you, you know? Um, yeah. And then that was like the whole buildup. And then like, which honestly, when I think about it, like, our our currency collapsed basically dude like so our currency before every one dollar was equal to a thousand five hundred lebanese liras that's every one dollar mm-hmm. now every one dollar is like eight or nine thousand lebanese liras. so like the currency just completely deflated you couldn't buy anything if you have dollars in lebanon you're fucking good but if you have which you don't like the bank stopped letting you pull out money like my family like who had savings like my parents had savings we all have savings there you know like you can't get any money so like they just completely yeah. fucked you like from every angle and you're just so frustrated. And then in August, uh, there was the explosion, which like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like it was something like n- not even just Lebanese people, like no one had ever seen before because like there had yeah. been like there had been ISIS attacks sporadically. Like it's not a norm, but there had been explosions in Lebanon before in Beirut. And like the international media doesn't really fucking give a shit. But like everyone in the world saw this explosion and they were like, well, every, dude, people, like, it looked like a nuclear bomb blew up. Like, it didn't look like a normal. Dude. 
Like, and it's, and I remember watching, and I remember I found out about it because I was on WhatsApp and like my, I have a group chat with some of my friends back home. And one of the guys yeah. literally just was like, dude, like there was an explosion that was like, we felt like an earthquake. And like, we looked at it and the smoke was normal. But then like, I, like they started uploading these videos of when the explosion actually happened and you see it and you're just like, what the hell? And like, I started trying to call my parents and like, I think the first two times it wasn't working because like my parents were trying to call um, mm. people in Beirut just to make sure they're okay. And then I got to them and like, obviously like everyone is just fucking shaken. Like no one really knows what the hell is going on. Um, and you, you have to ask like if everyone, if everyone is okay. And like, for the most part, everyone was fine. There was like minor injuries. Like I think one of the worst ones happened to my cousin who I'm pretty close to. Like he just got bro. He, he was in a building that was 10 minutes away from the explosion and he got thrown against the wall and like 10 yeah. minutes away. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I know when, like when people, like when we say like a whole city, blew up like a whole city blew up like this explosion I think, yeah i think it ranked like the fourth most powerful non-nuclear explosion ever all time or something like that something insane like, what caused the explosion are we are we still unaware, no we know i we mean know I, I feel like the, the the official thing is is like the just it, there's gross incompetence in the government like they they held the ship that was coming from russia and i think it was going to mauritania or something like that and mm -hmm. it had way too much ammonium nitrate like like a dangerous level and the government, like they had it for like a year and a half or something, I think. And the government like kept getting notices like you have to move this. This is really dangerous. Um, but they kept storing this in the, in the Lebanese port, which is where we get all our food from too. Um, and then I think like what happened was someone was welding or something like that. That's the story. And it set off like a bunch of fireworks because there was a fireworks warehouse nearby. And like nitrate, nitrate is easily flammable. Like it's very easy. Yeah. And it just set off and like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was very scary. I mean, but, but the thoughts that go through your head at the time is like, Who's bombing them? Like who, who bombed? You, I didn't think it was an accident. I generally thought like yeah. someone was like bombing them. There was I thought it was maybe as an assassination. Like there's like like that it's happened before. Um, so yeah, it happened. And like I think I was I wasn't a good. I think August was probably like my worst. Like like emotionally, mentally, like of the whole year. Like I don't know, bro. Like I I'd always had hope. Like maybe the revolution could like make it or something like that. But like that just completely mm -hmm. like knocked any hope for like. A future for lebanon i mean like i think like the country itself is just like it's just a name like there's just no future for it like there's like it, it just crushed everyone's souls and i told you before like people like like are really resilient like it means people like have been through this shit like you know like assassinations yeah. and they rebuild people get killed they re you rebuild the war they get rebuilt but like you blew up a city man like the city was like like it was really like it's like it's a treasure to people like not just lebanese people but like a lot of people around the middle east and like they blow it up and like not they but like just their incompetence blew it mm -hmm. up and like 200 people died and like thousands were injured thousands like i think it was like 10 15,000 people were injured and like yeah i mean like any any willpower you had is just gone at that point like you just you're just de defeated you know so like I don't know, bro. Like, yeah, on, on August, I was really like in a bad spot. I was like trying to yeah. donate as much as possible. I was trying to get my friends to donate. And I, and I got to give big props to like my American friends and shit. Like everyone was like, like once they heard about it, they kept in touch and they donated and they tried to do their best, which is like always like really nice and heartwarming. And like, I think that's what helps the most, you know? Um, yeah, man. But like, yeah, I mean, like you, it's just sad because you, you know, like your country you're just it's it's no like there like any possibility you ever had of ever like going back there and doing something is kind of like out of the equation at this current moment like you just there's no way like you can ever think of like um doing something like that yeah
it was uh yeah it was kind of terrifying but like what are you gonna do you know yeah man how would have been some things that you've been doing or like even something that your family back there have been doing to keep your spirits up or is it do you think people still at this moment are still at that like down point we kind of just stopped talking about it like i used to always ask my parents like hey how's the situation going on i stopped asking that now like there's no point um i think we just i i, I think i started speaking to my parents more after it happened like i, would, I used mm-hmm. to do like once a week now it's like two three times a week i just call make sure everything's okay um my me myself personally i i i started like a depression cycle back when the covid hit like i was like staying i I was staying in i wasn't seeing anyone i gained a lot of weight and like i was like feeling like pretty down about myself and then like in may i just always like okay i gotta i gotta pull my life back together so i started like a at-home workout and i was running more and shit like that um so that was helping but like in august there wasn't really much i could do honestly like there was nothing to like numb it you just had to like I don't know, bro. I think Twitter was Sit really there and take it. Yeah. yeah, I think what's it's really nice having Twitter because like I had a lot of I have a lot of a lot of Lebanese friends on there, and it's like it's just nice to know that you're not the only one that's thinking the same way about like your your country or your families. Like, there's other people who are concerned. There's other people going through the same thing. So it became like an, a kind of like an, an addiction to like check to make sure everyone else is how's yeah. everyone else doing. Like, you know, how's um, and then a lot of my friends were really nice about it. Like, they gave me the space, and but they also like were really nice to like check in and like ask a lot of good questions and like donate it was really nice like it was it was that that's the stuff that you kind of stands out to you when you look back about it um yeah man. yeah so there was like a bunch of different ways i mean yeah it was i mean there's not there wasn't much like it wasn't like if covid wasn't here for example i'd be like yeah i'm gonna go fucking get wasted and like not <laughs> think about it. so like not having that i guess like had to, you have to come up with other ways to like kind of deal with it you know immigrants Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow Remotely Social on Instagram at Remotely Social Pod. That is Remotely Social Pod. Also, Lebanon is still in need of some assistance. There's two links in the description of organizations doing what they can to help Lebanon. If you're willing and able to donate, please do. Again, Thank you all for listening. I will be back with another episode next Thursday. Until then, peace.